It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. It's Wednesday. Let's get on with it. Gary, good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very good. It is one of those days, though, where uh, when I knew I had to go to sleep this afternoon, uh, it was one of those days where I said there's just too many topics. I just I haven't been able to read everything. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and there was even more. Yeah. And and I told you about because you came in and I and things were just silent. You walked in. I didn't even say hi. And I realized it about 10 minutes after you walked in. And I said, I'm just sorry, but I'm reading. And you went, yeah, so am I. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's just, there's just so much going on. Just one of those days where we'll be researching during all the commercial breaks and reading all the different things that uh, that uh, happened yesterday. But first, mm-hmm. uh, let's start off. This really didn't get a lot of publicity yesterday because really the Biden and the top secret documents was, you know, uh, you know, one of the biggest issues out there and what the Republicans are doing in Congress. But I thought this was really interesting when he gave comments yesterday, and uh, this was on the border, okay? Yeah. This, this yeah. is the president yeah. talking about the border. And I went, wow, this is going to be used against him because remember what he said when he was in um, when he was running for president mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the primary. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Surge to the border. Yeah, right. Well, here's what he said yesterday about the border. And so we're trying to make it easier for people to get here. Opening up the capacity to get here. <laughs> it's like you can't. No. You can't make this stuff up. Well, like we said, the border is secure. It is secure for anybody who wants to come across. Uh, you were just uh, mentioning that, that on, on the whole top secret thing. And even this year with the you know his comments on the border. If he's campaigning now, he can't go quiet like he did last time. No, no, he no, can't. He no, can't. No, no. And can't. and You're so right. and so you, you were saying that Andrew McCarthy in his column today was stating, you know, on the the whole <laughs> top secret thing and the top secret documents, and now how this just makes uh, Attorney General Garland's job, if he was going to indict yeah. Trump, so much uh, harder. He said, "Remember, let's take the quote from uh, <laughs> from his Obama, boss. his yeah. former boss. Don't never underestimate." Yeah. It's the ability it's, of Joe Biden to f things up. Yeah, it's it's his opening sentence, Andrew McCarthy at uh, National Review, and breaking it down, indicting Trump just became more politically difficult for the DOJ. But the former president uh, isn't out of the woods yet. Um, the, the, referring to Trump, and he starts with the quote from Obama: "Quote, don't underestimate Joe's ability to f things up." End quote. <laughs> That notorious assessment by <laughs> assessment by former President Barack Obama of his vice president's proclivities is undoubtedly getting a workout at the Biden Justice Department these days. That's a great opening line or great opening sentence. And it likely is true. He's, he's likely spot on there, Andrew McCarthy, about the DOJ and and, and what they're going through here. Because, I mean, it was it, it really is just the. It just spoiled the entire thing. Think about this. They didn't have anything on Russian collusion, right? Mm-hmm. They had nothing. You know, I, I they mean, made it up. They they made it up. <laughs> they they created 
something. They they wanted you to believe these documents were true, the dossier, and they wanted you to believe so many things were true. On their way out the door in the House, they didn't. The January sixth committee didn't get anything done. Right? Uh, they wanted you to believe all along, and they've done this. I don't know how many times on the left. They want you to believe. Gotcha. We finally got them. I don't know how many people they they they've uh, uh, talked about. Oh, he's going to turn. He's going to flip. Oh, this guy's going to flip. That guy's going to flip. And then we got his taxes. And, yeah, We're releasing we got his, his taxes. taxes. What's there? And you know something? Nothing. From what we can tell, he followed tax law. Yeah, exactly. That's really what came out of it. Right. He, there is no indication he didn't follow tax law. Right. But he didn't pay what we believe he should pay. You but, know, the interesting thing is, though, and I think we talked about this with Trump just very quickly, just because it just popped into my mind when, you know, the whole thing of, well, Trump should still be taxed. He should be taxed on his wealth. Yeah, but his wealth decreased. Yeah, <laughs> I mean everything. Right, you know, one so of the, is it getting a refund. <laughs> we're gonna have the we're gonna have the wealth tax. But, All right, he lost wealth. Okay, give him a refund then. But the raid on Mar-a-Lago had everything. Oh man, it was from top to bottom. This thing was sexy. It had the FBI. It had an early morning raid. The whole thing, right? The liberal media just ate that up. It was right out of a movie. Tropical setting. <laughs> it had everything and it had documents it had something tangible oh man we got him now if you break it down again the question is oh, all right so um to what extent does this exist for any former president right does this happen and right and and you know we broke that down but that didn't matter that didn't matter they had something until we learned what happened in early November. And Joe is the one. Think about this. The entire thing, everything from the beginning that they, they oh, we've got them, we've got them, we've got them, we've got them. And then the Mar-a-Lago raid, they've got something tangible. And then, boom, another special prosecutor. But they had something tangible. They had classified material. And... They thought, and even had a number of people saying, "Oh man, yeah, that you know, this could be bad. There could be an indictment coming." And by the way, there there still could be an indictment coming. We'll see where the political will is. Um, but then all of a sudden, because imagine you're Merrick Garland, right? You're Merrick Garland, and the conservatives and Republican Party shunned you for SCOTUS, right? They hit the brakes on that. And then all of a sudden you do get in, but you're AG. And you've got your, and there's no doubt, if you watched him during the entire thing on the Mar-a-Lago raid, this guy, there's, there's just no question. This is all politically driven for him. And then all of a sudden, early November, ah, uh, crap. Uh, and it's here, Joe's fault. Yeah, reading here from Turley, uh, Jonathan Turley in the New York Post. According to reports, the clearly marked classified documents included those at the highly classified, top-secret, sensitive, compartmented information, the TSSCI level. The documents reportedly included material related to Iran, Ukraine, and the United Kingdom. When the documents on such subjects were found at Mar-a-Lago, media experts immediately opined that Donald Trump may have sold material or was endangering, endangering national security for a book or vanity. <laughs> for two days, Biden has refused to answer questions from reporters as his allies in the media struggle 
for a spin out of this scandal. Hmm. Now, let's make it clear. He wrote this part before Biden's comments, but he did comment on Biden's comments later on. But I just want to make that clear. Hmm. For two days, Biden has refused to answer the questions from reporters as his allies in the media struggle for a spin out uh, out of the scandal. Uh, and he said his silence is hardly surprising. Biden has always been better at expressing revulsion than responsibility time and time again. He has literally rushed before cameras to denounce others, often without basis for alleged crimes. He has not waited for investigations, let alone trials. And he, he talks, by the way, about the Border Patrol agents in there. He gives that as just one of the uh, examples. He goes, Biden may have to take responsibility for this debacle, but he faces a potential criminal charge. While Attorney General Merrick Garland has again refused to appoint a special counsel, any acknowledgement of Biden's knowledge or interaction with the documents could have serious legal ramifications. These documents may have been relevant to his last book. That book, Promise Me Dad, released in November of 2017, was marketed as his insider view of America's relations with countries like Iran and Ukraine. As vice president, Biden traveled more than 100,000 miles that year, crossing the world, dealing with crises in Ukraine, uh, Central America, and uh, uh, Iraq. If he worked off those documents for the book, it is impossible to deny the violation or his hypocrisy in his comments at Mar-a-Lago. And I, when I read that, I went, mm. oh, wow, that's yeah. that's really, yeah. I mean, ter- I, I didn't see anybody put that one uh, together. Right. The other thing he says is when Biden finally spoke, he said, Biden said, I don't know what's in the documents. My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. Well, that was a bit jumbled. Presumably, he was saying that his lawyer suggested that he not ask exactly. what the documents were. Which is, I had to read it twice because right, I didn't right. I didn't watch yep. the video on it. I had to read it twice to say, wait a minute, is he trying to say his lawyers told him not to ask? Right. Because the question is why. Yeah. If the president was committed to addressing any national security risk, he would want to know. Uh, what was what the documents were and then want to offer any recollection on how or when they may have been used violence biden's silence is hardly surprising yeah but that's really interesting because it's like well wait a minute the other thing is did he give the, the timeline because i thought he said he only recently knew well didn't he know in november his, his lawyers had to communicate. His lawyers, I assume, communicated with him. Would would communicate you know, with him before even they called you know, the archives, right? I mean, yeah. I would think so because they're you're looking to protect him, so you make him aware first. And you know, he's a sitting president. What? How would you not do that? And it it makes it really interesting be, uh, this case because when you, when you look at, for example, Biden and his son's business dealings, a right. separate issue. Yeah, but it's how somebody responds uh, uh, to it and. With all due respect to Joy Behar, who says, well, Trump lies and and, and Biden doesn't. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Trump, Trump never got the mm. he, he was he was hit by the fact checkers, yeah. but he never got a bot the bottomless Pinocchios right. as Biden did from right. the Washington Post. Right. From what I remember, I don't think he ever got the I bottomless. One. I yeah. don't recall that yeah. happening. And everybody knows Biden's a pathological liar and yes. lies about Everything has lied, has been lying for 50 years. That's why the whole thing with the representative from New York, 
who got caught lying about everything. We asked the question the first day, what's more serious? If he has to give up, uh, if he is forced to resign from his job, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it was being talked about that, well, he should be impeached, and it was Turley, Jonathan Turley, since I'm reading right now, who said, you can't do it. You can't impeach. You can lie. Politicians Mm -hmm. lie. What is the degree of lying before you have to be impeached from office? And it was that it was a great point that he was that he was making. And we had said, well, what's worse, lying about everything or almost everything in your life in order to get political office for six months? Yeah. Or lying for a half a century about everything, which is the president of the United States. I mean, (laughs) if you want to compare apples to apples here, I mean, he the the current president has told a number of lies of, Mm -hmm. of of things that is that have happened to him and that he has done. You and I were talking, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the story of him saying that he was a uh, professor at University of Pennsylvania. And it turns out he never taught a class. Now, he was on the payroll. Right. They, the University of Pennsylvania paid him, but right. he never but taught. he never taught a class. He, yeah, he never taught. But, and it, was, but, it was two years, not four right. years, but, right. but and, 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 they never paid him. And he was promoting. Or, I mean, they that, paid him. They, he never yeah, talked. he was promoting that as if it was part of a resume. Think about it. Why yeah. would you say that if you've yeah. never taught a class? Uh, you know, it's it's like an honorary degree. If somebody who gets an honorary degree, one of the celebrities or something, and then they say, "Well, I worked hard yeah. for this." But you know, this is the you know this. If you want to compare apples to apples, and and I I don't appreciate any of that uh, type of behavior, regardless of who does it. But if we're going to start setting standards and the left is going to judge, then let's let's bring it all out on the table. What uh, when when I, I was stating, sorry, I got off the topic there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. got off my own topic. Mm-hmm. I interrupted myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the uh, the thing that I find interesting is how he answered that when he said, I didn't know what's in the documents. My lawyers have not suggested that uh, have not suggested that I asked what the documents were which everybody believes he was saying that his lawyers suggested that he not ask what the documents were. Right. You wonder why the hell would he even say that? Right. You know, why would that come out of that makes no sense. It's always like, well, wait a minute, wouldn't you want to know? Well and, and and I take that compared to his statement that is absolutely obvious that it was a lie right. on on you know, that he knows nothing and he's repeated that. Mm-hmm. He knows nothing about his son you know, about his son's business dealings when by the voicemail in his own words we know he has, and so you just wonder why is he lying? Why was he? Is he still so absolutely crystal clear on lying about not knowing about his son's business dealings? But he he has this jumbled statement that about makes him lawyers. makes him even look worse. Yeah, and here I you know what it sounded like to me all the times that he's come out and, and told the media, well, they tell me that I'm not supposed to say this. They tell me I'm not supposed to take questions. They tell me, and it sounded like that kind of uh, behavior that we've seen him do in the past. My lawyers tell me that you don't mention your lawyers in this case at all. We are returning those documents. Uh, they absolutely shouldn't have been there. I don't have any other information for you. I really can't answer any questions because I don't know much more about it. And just leave it at that. But he can't help himself. Because you're almost as president taking the fifth. That's exactly what The spirit of the... I'm taking the fifth on this. You recognize that it happened. You don't deny that it happened. But then you shut it down and say, I can't... I don't know much about it at all. 
uh, other than, you know, the fact that we are returning those documents to where they should be. And and as things develop, uh, if I can answer questions in the future, I will. And you leave it at that. But he can't help himself. No. My lawyers tell me that. Hold on a second, man. You're not, you know, you're, you're not sworn in yet on the stand yet. Yet. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, I, I would have thought about it when I saw that and. I, I went, he really said that? you got to be kidding me. Right. He's basically saying, I'm taking the fifth. <laughs> yeah, right. we got a great show ahead. 866-90-RED-EYE. Starting and charging system-related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Have your electrical system checked by a certified technician. If your vehicle begins to shut down electrical loads like radios and cab lights while in operation, this is a surefire sign that you're experiencing low battery voltage and continuing to run on these conditions can lead to additional electrical systems shutting down. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hardy, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, so coming up more on uh, Biden and those top-secret uh, uh, documents. Uh, the Biden administration may be coming for your gas stove. Oh, man, the reaction of that was like, boom, as to, you know, what the evidence was yesterday. You know, what the yeah. evidence, what evidence right. are they actually using right. of, of for this? And they talk about the fact that, that uh, even the EPA has said there's no problem. You know, and they talk about cooking in general, that just cooking in general puts pollutants in your homes. The thing is, what you need to do, there's no problem. If you've got a fan, there's no problem. But they talked about, the. Uh, uh, there's been quite a bit of discussion about pollutants in your home, that if you don't have a fan vent that takes it out, mm-hmm. that just by cooking yourself, you're putting pollutants into your home every single day, sure. whether you use electric or whatever. Right, right. And so we'll, we'll get to that uh, uh, coming up here. Uh, the majority believe the majority of Americans believe that the uh, omnibus bill was the wrong thing to do. Most Americans, the majority, concerned about the national debt. So we'll get into how concerned we'll, are they? Is yes, the question. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll tell you about the GOP rep who files article of impeachment uh, impeachment against articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. Trade union leaders silent after that report shows. Thousands of union jobs lost on the Keystone XL pipeline. Of course, we've said it for decades. Union leadership doesn't give a damn about the union nope. members. Nope. They sit there with their big, huge six-figure salaries. They don't care. They're fine with it. They could care less. And Minnesota teachers would be required to push CRT, critical race theory, and support trans identity in order to obtain a teacher's license. Mm. That more on the way.
Gary McNamara, and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. All right, I have to admit I was sort of wrong. Uh, on what? what? I just say sort of. Okay. Not right. Gary McNamara. <laughs> Not <laughs> Not completely I'm sorry, wrong. who was that again, big guy? Who was that? Who? Gary McNamara. I didn't hear that. One more time. <laughs> Gary McNamara. All right. Gary McNamara. I was sort of wrong. Uh-huh. Now, I was I was right on some things. Yeah. Like, I believe that the people that have the uh, serious, uh, uh, you know, uh, royal obsession the royal family obsession Mm -hmm. where they you know view them as deity i still deities i still stand by that you know the whole thing you know we live in a society that claims we hate elitism and then we adore but and i said i can't believe these people pay attention to what's going on but sometimes the headlines get so entertaining that i am suggesting just for a maybe a few moments Oh, crap. Here we go. 10 seconds, 20 seconds a day. Yeah. You maybe just read an occasional headline for entertainment purposes only on the royal family. Yeah. And it started when I saw these headlines yesterday. You're not helping my nausea. Go ahead. King Charles did headstands in his underwear daily. No, 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 no. That's no, that's what no, no. That's what MI6 uses as like code word to say that the king has arrived at his destination Uh, that's that's not a real prince harry says he was bred to offer spare organs to william that's the one that that part that part is actually true that's the one that got me yesterday where i just i burst out uh, i burst out laughing but i thought everybody knew that (laughs) i I really thought that was common knowledge. <laughs> Prince Harry, Kate admitted she made Meghan cry, but wouldn't publicly own up to it. Judge Judy blasts selfish, spoiled Prince Harry. I would be furious. Prince Harry details steamy night at hotel with Meghan while he, when he hid from the staff under the covers. Uh, and then... But, that's she, it. but she didn't? I, I don't know why. I never read any of the story. It was like the Babylon Bee. I just, the, the headlines are enough. <laughs> Next, it's going to be Prince Harry once ate food from a vending machine. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I, some of those headlines which we're in the New York Post, come from the book, apparently. So I don't know whether they happen, but the book apparently states it, according to the New York Post. Those headlines may be better than um, the Babylon Bee. Well, yeah. No, like like, funnier. But then then again, maybe not. Yeah. California is the state of freedom, says the man who locked everyone in their homes for two years. Study finds, despite campaign promises, malarkey has increased 376% under Joe Biden. (laughs) Campaign promises. I love it. Oh, that's funny. Oh, 
That's good. <laughs> now, you know, uh, on on the uh, since we're going to you know talk about Prince Harry, uh, no. I don't know if it is common knowledge that he donated one of his kidneys to his brother. He gave one of his kidneys to his brother. And William actually, I thought William had talked about it in an interview, Prince, uh, Prince William. And he said, because I remember the quote is something like, I love my brother for doing this. He didn't have to. And now I feel kind of guilty because now I have three kidneys and he only has one. <laughs> I stole that joke. And you know what the funny thing is? I stole that joke from an Irish comedian, and I'm blanking on his name, and and that's shameful. But the fact that it's an Irish comedian who, of course, you know, he pays a lot. No, 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 no. It wasn't Connolly. Um, That I would remember, and he would have a very uh, huge fashionable presentation of that joke as he always does uh uh but you know the the entire thing of and it's just gonna i i guess this is just gonna be here until the book quits selling is harry's gonna do he's he's doing interviews everywhere i mean everywhere and my um soon-to-be four-year-old grandson number eight um he has. He thinks he has a podcast. He has a microphone. Thinks he has a podcast. I didn't know, but he's got Prince Harry scheduled for Thursday. Not even. He's not even going. It's just him in his room playing with a microphone. Prince Harry's going to show up and do an interview. Apparently, he's going to interview everywhere. So, this is going to be around for a while. The the one that I liked, I can't find it here, but it was the Piers Morgan article, and it's like he's furious with what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Well, that's the part I can't understand, yeah. the the people taking it seriously. Well, like I, I said, mean, for entertainment purposes, to read the headlines, to sit there and go, well, okay, these people are really screwed up. Yeah. I mean, it's... But we've known that for ages. Yeah, we have. I know. It's just... but it's, I, I, In fact, I'm pretty sure that over here, we've known that for well over 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you, you may wonder... Why was there a revolution? Because this is an example of the mental state of the royal family of England. It, it, it wasn't just taxation without representation. That was a small part of it. It was really about, these people are crazy. Yeah, they're... We got to get out of here. Bad soup, crazy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As Al Bundy said, we threw their stinking tea into the harbor because we don't drink tea. We're <laughs> Americans. We drink beer. <laughs> the fact that I remember that is. Yeah, great quote. By the way, the, the greatest populist political speech ever was Al Bundy, and it mm-hmm. was on the beer tax. Ah, yeah. When when uh, they were going to do that was the only thing. He only voted once, and he and his family voted once in their life, and it was because of the beer tax. And uh, and and then they they lost. Mm-hmm. You know the the people approved the beer tax, but then Al started a massive riot because of the massive riot in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. They repealed the beer tax. Yeah, <laughs> but 
Oh, there even... would be a riot. I mean, we had COVID. COVID. Liquor stores stayed open. I'm, I, I don't know. I'd have to double check. But I'm wondering if, if in some areas, they expanded the hours of operation for liquor stores during COVID. Yeah. If they ever did a beer tax. No, 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 no. You can't do that. The people will revolt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, I will say this. It is entertaining to the extent that it is laughable. I, uh, I think you just uh, uh, demonstrated clearly that uh, the Babylon Bee still has <laughs> Harry beat on the funny scale. But, man, Harry has given them a run for the money, though. It's it's pretty funny. Has he cried yet? Has he actually cried yet? I don't know. During an I, interview, I haven't paid attention. Yeah. I, I just I that's I see it. I just saw. I was just going. Somebody through. sees him crying. Let yeah. us know. I, I, in fact, I was. Uh, I had I had seen the Turley's column was in the New York Post. So I mm-hmm. went. You know, I went to that, and that when I was looking for that is when I saw the headlines, mm-hmm. and I just burst out laughing. I went, well. You know, I told everybody, you know, why do, why do we care as Americans about mm. the stupid? And I go, oh, okay, wait a minute. Entertainment. Entertainment is a reason to pay attention mm-hmm. for just a little bit, as long as you don't take it seriously. Yeah. But it's the yeah. people that take it seriously here in the United States that I've always, you know, baffled me. You know, it's like when there's the, a royal wedding and it's, right. <laughs> yeah. it's like. I think the most attention I gave sakes, it. When I got to tell you to get a life, yeah. you're pretty bad. I think the most um, emotionally invested I ever got was, you know, when when Princess Di died, you know, she leaves behind two young boys. That That's emotional, regardless of who she was. That's sad. It's a sad situation. Aside from that, uh, the entire thing with the royal family is just a yawn fest. Mm-hmm. But entertaining. The headlines. It is funny yeah. at times. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. I just, you know, the we, we see the Republican Party yesterday and we see, you know, the, they're going to go after, uh, you know, uh, they're going to go after and look at, you know, the uh, weaponization of government. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to form a committee on uh, on that. Uh, I did see that, uh, you know, the story was big yesterday. McCarthy is going to get rid uh, on the Intelligence Committee of Ilan Omar, uh, Adam Schiff and, uh, and Eric Swalwell and. They say part of it is because of the retaliation for removal of some Republicans. Mm. You, know, you can say that, but I think especially with Adam Schiff, with Adam Schiff, I would sit there and say, you know, uh, I, I, if you're going to remove Adam Schiff, I would say because as head of the Intelligence Committee and when he was the leader of the Democrats, he lied about intelligence to the American people. Yeah. That's what I would use. I would use that. I wouldn't just say, nope, they kicked ours off, so we're kicking theirs off. I would say, nope, the reason he needs to be off is because of this. And Alan Omar, I'm right. sure you can find a reason. And Swalwell, you can find a reason. You can find them all lying about, you know, what you can find them lying about what they said yeah. while on the Intelligence Committee that has to do with the security of the United States. That's what I think. If you're going to do it, don't play this the game. Oh, okay, they're just playing politics again. You have a solid reason, and with all three, you can find. I bet you, 
Adam Schiff, absolutely, because we have followed him. Swalwell with some of his statements, absolutely. Ilan Omar, I guarantee you can find her statement saying, we don't need somebody like that on the Intelligence Committee, right? who we believe is anti-U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. You know, is a, is anti the security of the United States. Mm-hmm. Don't don't play don't play the same game. You can still accomplish the same yeah, thing. Retaliation and have, a ton, and have a ton of substance to it. Retaliation is it, you don't need retaliation at all. No, and it shouldn't be a part of it. You've got everything you need based on their actions. I do sense a nervous media mm. because of everything they're going to be investigating now. And I think extra nervous media now because of Biden and the top secret documents. And like I said, yeah. his statement where, you know, he's basically taking the fifth. That's yeah. the message that he sent out. Mm-hmm. They're looking going, oh, man, this guy's going to screw it all. And especially mm-hmm. after they all just went, all right, we're all getting by. We're all getting we're backing Biden again, backing Biden again. Mm-hmm. And then in the background, Obama. Yeah. Don't ever underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Yep. And now they're saying he's going to be talking all the time. Mm-hmm. He's going to be constantly yeah. criticized. By the way, everything the Republicans brought up, you see the press is asking the questions to him. Right. That's why he had to come out and finally make a statement on it. Right. And that they're, they're going to pepper And him he with had it. to address that first. Yeah. He said, okay, I've got to, you know, got to address right. this first. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up following the top of uh, the uh, the uh, the hour, the Biden administration uh, wants to come after your gas stove. That was really interesting. Some of the mm. interesting polling out there. that the, and, and by the way, because I had said this uh, before, I said, look, the predicament the Republicans have is the American public last year came out and said they related inflation uh, to government spending. And they said we need to cut back government spending. By the time we got to this year, they said, when asked the question, what should government be doing, uh, should they be spending less or spending and giving you money to get through this recession, the majority, or or not recession, but the inflation, the majority said, give us money. Yeah. Now they're asking the question on debt, whatever. This is where, because I said, this is the predicament the Republicans have because the American public is saying, we want increased spending, but no inflation and no increase in debt. Mm Mm-hmm. But we don't want an increase in taxes. Right. Except tax everybody else. Right. Except except us. Right. That's where, because they understand what the problem is. This is where the Republicans, on a tough issue like this, where the public stands, at times wanting it both ways, this is where you need to be a leader and need to be able to communicate. This is going to affect your children and grandchildren. Yeah. We know it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. There are tough issues out there that you have to take a hold of and say, look, this is the situation that we're in. Yeah, right. And so we hope you're with us, and you need to explain it and pound it over and over and over again that you're being responsible and the other side is not. Right.
Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Why? Because we're telling you to. You don't need an explanation. Does government give you an explanation? An explanation? Uh, no. Do they tell you the truth? Uh, no. So we don't need to either. Um, <laughs> in fact, we'll put in, uh, we're announcing this mandate right now, right here, right now. <laughs> By the year 2025, if man is still alive. The youngins don't know Zagger and Evans. I, they might know Evans. I don't think they know Zagger. But I may have that backwards. We're mandating that all new apps on phones be Red Eye Radio. <laughs> the Red Eye Radio app mandate. And and you say, well, you can't do that. Yeah, we can. We're ordering you to. We're ordering you to vax an app. <laughs> it's it's, it's a, well, and and here's a, the problem: vax it's, an app mandate. Well, the app is a vax of sorts <laughs> because it protects you from being stupid. It, it well, it's an injection of intellectual stimulation. Yeah, we'll go with that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the entire production crew is shaking their head. No. I, I can I can imagine. Yeah. Uh all right, so let's let's move from that, that uh, malarkey. Okay. Uh to gas stoves. Here we go. And I've got a bunch of different articles on this uh you know l- looking at the uh the the Wall Street uh, Journal uh, uh talking about the fact that um uh they're talking about the Consumer Product Safety Commission and Richard Trumka Jr., uh, who heads it, says, Mr. Trumka, Trumka isn't worried that gas stoves might cause accidental burns, a hidden hazard for electric range tops that stay hot long after they're turned off. Mm. Instead, the agency purported concern that gas stoves cause indoor air pollution and asthma, though there's scant evidence to support such claims. Even the Environmental Protection Agency says... Gas stoves and gas fireplace inserts do not require EPA certification. Right. Whether designed to burn natural gas or propane, they burn very cleanly, emitting very little pollution. It adds that many cooking appliances, this is EPA, Mm -hmm. it adds many cooking appliances and the process of cooking itself can lead to increased levels of indoor particulate matter. Mm Mm-hmm. As the California Air Resources Board explains, yeah. heating oil, fat, and other food ingredients, especially at high temperatures, 
can generate pollutants and studies show that air can be unhealthy to breathe when people cook in kitchens with poor ventilation. You pointed at me when you said the word fat. <laughs> what was that the, about? I, I need to shame you. Oh. We'll get to that in a little bit again. Okay. By the way, fat shaming is coming up big. There seems to be a pushback now of fat shaming just in the last week. So we can get back to doing it then? No, no, no. It, oh. no the, the, well, the pushback that no. uh, it's about people's health. Stop it. Mm. If you feel a little bit bad, we don't care. Mm. You need to lose the weight. Mm. It's a health issue. Mm. It's so. fat concerning, not fat shaming. Right, exactly. We'll do fat shaming in another segment. Yeah, exa- right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to go too far. We can no, you know, we can start right here. We can use you as an example. Thank you. It's COVID weight. <laughs> Everybody has it. Oh, sorry. Not water weight. COVID weight. COVID weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they forced me to stay home for. Actually, they didn't. We can't say that, can we? What they forced that they forced me to stay home for two and a half years? No, you can't. can't. No. The, the best way to ventilate your kitchen is to use a highly or a properly installed high efficiency range hood over your stove. Studies flogged by the climate left don't account for the effects of ventilation. Uh. One even sealed a test kitchen in plastic tarps in an effort to show that gas stoves increase pollution. The international. Study of asthma and allergies in childhood. The most comprehensive global study to date found, quote, no evidence of an association between the use of gas as a cooking fuel and either asthma symptoms or asthma diagnosis, end of quote. The real hazard is not gas stoves, but how people use them. Mm -hmm. Not that this distinction matters to the Biden administration, which has a long history of targeting products, and and the CPSC, which has a long history of targeting products such as window blinds, Ikea dressers, and treadmills because of accidents that are the fault of consumers. In this case, Mr. Trump wants to use indoor pollution. This is the best. This is the Uh, reason. Yeah. Wants to use indoor pollution as a pretext to advance the climate left's goal of forcing all businesses and buildings to use electricities, right. electricity for everything. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to force Americans to buy electric cars. We must all cook on electric stoves, too. Mm-hmm. It's bogus. And the interesting thing, I, Charles Cook had a better one, though. The only proper response to a national gas stove ban. He says, you know, we can talk about the arguments, you know, there. Uh, you know, one could note that uh, such a prohibition or clearly not within the federal government's constitutional powers. One could question the president's priorities in a time of inflation and consumer alarm. One could observe that the study that has led the administration to consider the outlawing gas stoves is ridiculously and deliberately flawed. One could even ask how such a measure, which would make many forms of ethnic cooking more difficult, Mm. it's racist. Ah. The Biden administration is racist for promoting Uh this. Yes. Uh, well, it could, this all, uh, could be, uh, this all could be squared, uh, with all that fashionable talk of (laughs) systemic implicit racial bias. Mm. And yet to offer any of these objections would ultimately be counterproductive insofar as it would signal an acceptance of the premise underlying the policy, which is that this is a sort of matter that a free people should expect their federal government to superintend. I do not accept accept that premise and as a result 
I must offer up the response to this in a wholly different way from the ones above. Namely, bug off! (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's the correct response. I like that. (laughs) The correct response here is a rather simple one, all told. Go away! Leave us alone! Exactly. Stick your ludicrous propositions where the sun don't shine. Exactly. You know, the thing, I, the, what I love about Texas is that, uh, and I have a gas cooktop, and I prefer gas all day long. Uh, we here in Texas, uh, we don't have lines coming up to our house. We get it right out of the ground. I, I just, I have fracking operation in my backyard. Gets gas right to all of my appliances. You know, so we're safe. We're good. But you guys are good, are doomed. <laughs> you know, I... By, by the way, it was almost... Uh, we know you're kidding, but mm-hmm. it was almost... Uh, I could almost say that when I moved into my neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, the all the gas companies offered us a ton of money because they were going to yeah. you know, dig like a mile underneath right. our yeah. homes. Mm-hmm. And we have all have mineral rights. Yeah. But too many of the neighbors complained, and so mm-hmm. they that fell through. But mm-hmm. still, you can see all throughout my subdivision, the peninsula I live in, you can see where oh, yeah. they you know, where yeah. they did frack, and mm-hmm. they've built these subdivisions. Now, I mean, it's all over. I mean, they're drawing now from it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know, if I, but now all the neighborhoods, I thought these huge areas were going to be off limits to homes, and now the homes are, you know, 200 feet from where. Uh, you know, they've got all the gas tanks and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing, bringing right. the natural gas in. Right. So, yeah. Um, uh, and, and, but they were all over a place. I don't, you know, I don't know where they, they probably, they probably did it under a lot of the land around me that's uninhabited that the, uh, the f- well, federal government, well, the Army Corps of Engineers mm-hmm. owns and is leased to the city for a hundred years. Right. So they might have done that. I don't know to, to help with the tax base. I don't know whether that happened or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you look at this here, and it's simply it's a climate change thing. They want right. they want solar wind. They want to get rid of natural gas. Right. And you know, um, it, it's about controlling everything in your life. Uh, and and of course, it won't stop there. No. You know, it will. Everything else will be as we. Uh, Gosh, now for the better part of three decades, talking about all the stuff that comes out of the California Air Resources Board, whether it's Class 8 engines, uh, appliances in homes, whatever. Uh, Whatever starts with them, the liberals take it and they run with it far outside of California. And this is exactly what you have to deal with eventually they come after everything uh the uh, uh the gas powered leaf blowers done done uh you know a number of things that are um you know that that, that are part of a productive society we can't have any of that and on, quite honestly uh you get Far beyond the the idea of going after businesses, not that they're done with that, they're, they they thrive on that, uh, but they go after your personal life, your personal behavior. And you know what's what's interesting is, 
you bring up here all of the different ways that you can create essentially pollution in your own home, the cooking process itself, and what might be in the air afterward. Well, just the lingering smell, oils in the air, and everything else. Uh, I could see, I could see California Air Resources Board going after that. I mean, they're just, they'll never be done. They'll never be satisfied. The thing is, though, if you're going to, if you believe that natural gas stoves cause this problem, Mm -hmm. then what do you have to ban first? All those air fresheners. Mm -hmm. Sure. Anything. All the the glade air fresheners. Anything into the air. Because if you're going to, because it's natural gas itself, Mm -hmm. burns you know, you don't see people dying from their gas stoves being lit. Right. Now, if we know that if there's a, a leak or something, a that's, problem, that's a problem. That's not part of the but that's that's right. not part of the design or intent in the using of that appliance. Right. But it burns extremely clean. And so when they come out and say, well, you know, it causes we believe it causes asthma based on what the right. the. Asthma groups don't believe it. They've right. they've done their research on it. They don't believe they're trying to find anything because they want America to stop using natural gas. They're living under the delusion. And this is scary because it is, as we have talked about before, economic energy and national security, suicide mm-hmm. that the Democrats mainly are pushing, but Republicans and by the way, we have to say, starting with Newt Gingrich. Mm-hmm sitting on the park bench with Nancy Pelosi a few years ago. He's the one that, to me, made it okay for Republicans to go, well, you know, there's some things we should do for climate change. Yeah. To the point of the insanity that we're dealing with right now to destroy the grid. Right. Democrats wish to destroy the grid. Yep. And that isn't an op- that isn't an opinion that's based on the science of producing electricity. Yep. It's not partisan. It's electrical science. Yep. And the more that you make it unreliable, the greater control that the government has overall. You mandate everybody into submission. This is what's happening with EVs. The OEMs don't have a choice when it comes to California in 2035 at this point, unless something changes. They don't have a choice. So they have to get geared up because they're going to have to be compliant in California. We'll see if anything changes between now and then. But that kind of control changes the behavior of industry, and then that increases the cost of those products and also changes the way that we buy things because we really don't have a choice if the OEMs aren't offering it. Well, we got to be compliant. We don't have any... Sorry, this is what we're making now because the government says we have to. The state says we have to, and California is such a big state It's going to have an impact on other states, and they know this. Limit the behavior. 
It isn't about getting you into an EV. It's about controlling your life and limiting what you can do because they know full well that EVs are limited and the production and sustaining of EV operations isn't feasible. 86690 Red Eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. As a driver, it's important to know the laws of the states you travel through. One example of this is in regard to tire chains. Not all states allow chains, but in some areas of the country, tire chains are required to be carried on commercial vehicles as early as September and as late as May. If you're going to be driving through a state that requires you to carry chains, make sure you're prepared with the proper size and number of chains needed for your vehicle, plus extra links. Regularly check the chains for broken hooks, worn or broken links, and bent or broken side chains. Know how to safely put chains on your vehicle's tires, and don't wait until the last minute to put them on. Pull over in a safe and level area, preferably a designated chain-up area. Wear reflective clothing to remain visible to other drivers. Make sure chains are snug but not tight, then check them regularly and retighten as needed. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-BREAD-EYE. If uh, you'd like to get in uh, on the show uh, today, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I was reading, you know, Jonathan Turley last hour mm-hmm. and uh, his analysis of the, of, you know, uh, Biden and the top secret materials. And understand that one of the reasons that, uh, that, that, we like Turley is he's the one guy legally Dershowitz does it once in a while, but Turley really is the guy out there that pays attention to the law and he's a Democrat. Yeah. And, but he believes in the guy. He's an old school Democrat. Hmm. He may sit there and say, okay, I want to spend, and I don't know by today's standards, he might be a Republican. Yeah. Maybe Uh, on where he stands. I don't know where he stands on the specific issues out there. But he reads the law much like I believe you should read the law Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you should apply it, uh, you know, you should apply it that way. So uh, this when when I was reading uh, his article in The New York Post, there was another article that he wrote and it hit what uh, and I saw Kevin Tober from Newsbusters. He promoted it yesterday. Mm. Uh, We found it and went, whoa. And this was where Chuck Todd was uh, interviewing uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer uh, and talking about, you know, everything that, you know, connecting the dots of the influence peddling to Joe Biden. Right. And said at the end, Chuck Todd says, well, it does sound personal at that. Well, what did Jonathan Turley have to say about that? Uh. We'll get to that coming up.
Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and <laughs> Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. Really? <laughs> Why do you give us so much credit? That's a lie. It's not, not that true much. at all. <laughs> not even close. So there it is, the liberal media's cynical gaslighting of House probes into uh, Hunter Biden. Again, it was a Turley article. You had a couple of them in the New York Post uh, uh, yesterday. And it starts out, it does sound personal. NBC's Meet the Press host's words Sunday captured the new narrative in Washington mm. as the House readies uh, for its long-delayed investigation into the Biden's uh, family's uh, foreign influence peddling. The media has spent months preparing to do damage control after falsely and repeatedly calling the Hunter Biden laptop Russia disinformation after even after belatedly acknowledging the laptop's authenticity two years after the post-October 2020 reveal. They continue to bury the story involving Russia, uh, Russian, Chinese, Ukrainian, and other foreign interests, including figures associated with foreign intelligence. Now the details of one of the largest and most lucrative influence peddling, op- peddling operations in history could be made public along with their effort to conceal it. Even in a city where influence peddling is virtual cottage industry, the Bidens took the corrupt practice to a truly Olympian level. The direct references to Joe Biden receiving money and benefits from these contracts should concern any citizen, let alone any journalist. Yet House Democrats blocked efforts to investigate any Biden influence peddling. The obstruction was only possible with an enabling and protective media downplaying the scandal. The press continued the effective blackout, even as emails showed Biden repeatedly lied about having no knowledge of his son's foreign businesses. Not an opinion, fact. Mm. Such denials, though, are getting more difficult, as we knew they would. The Associated Press had to withdraw, had to, uh, uh, withdraw absurd, an absurd recent claim that there's no evidence that Biden ever discussed his son's dealing. There's even dealings. There's even audio of him leaving a message for Hunter specifically about the coverage of those dealings. And we remember when the Associated Press put that out recently? Yeah. And we went, what? (laughs) You're just gaslighting as far as far as you can go. And that's why they're going to go crazy now in the next. They're going to go crazy from now on. They're just going to be in complete and total. Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Total denial. Right. I go, dozens of emails, pictures, and witness accounts prove the president was not just aware, but possibly a beneficiary of this corruption. Mm. His personal interactions with his son's business associates includes at least 19 visits to the White House by Hunter's business partner alone from 2009 to 2015 when Biden was vice president. Mm. Emails on Hunter's laptop make repeated reference to not only Joe's knowledge, but efforts to hide his involvement. In one email, Biden associate James Gillier instructed Tony Bobulinski, uh, Hunter's business partner, don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Bobulinski has given sworn statements, under oath, that is, that he personally met with Joe Biden to discuss these dealings. Uh, emails uh, used uh, code names uh, for Joe Biden, such as Celtic or the big guy in one. The big guy is mentioned as possibly receiving 10% cut on a deal with the Chinese energy firm. There's also references to Hunter's paying off his father's bills 
from shared accounts. Code names, cuts for the big guy, and millions of mysterious foreign transactions would ordinarily send the media into a frenzy. But the Bidens adeptly enlisted the press into suppressing the story. Many in the media became made men and women who proved their loyalty. If this is a corruption scandal, there's little the media can do to spin their role in concealing it from the uh, uh, public. Uh, For their part, Biden allies are gearing up to attack possible witnesses against the Bidens. Uh, For the media, however, it is hard to acknowledge, let alone pursue a scandal that you actively suppressed for years. That's what made Chuck Todd's interview with incoming House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer so revealing. Todd spent most of the interview dismissing the committee's work as political, uh, a political exercise targeting opponents. Comer's efforts to detail the evidence of the president's role was met by a smirking dismissal from Todd, who ended the interview by saying, well, it does sound personal at that. Hmm. So investigating millions of dollars flowing from foreign interest, including some connected to foreign figures or intelligence operatives, is just a personal attack. If you're wondering how the media would have reacted to even a fraction of such concerns being raised about Trump's business deals, you don't have to. Hmm. And so, I mean, I just, I'm glad that Turley, uh, uh, you know, had it. Uh, like I said, we um, we had it yesterday. Kevin Tober from Newsbusters had it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has been as widely promoted as it should. Maybe it has. I didn't listen to a lot of, and I don't get a chance to listen to talk radio. So hopefully right. it, it was promoted because people need to know, independents need to know, Republicans already know, but independents need to know people that are, you know, going, hmm, what's going on here, need to know that Chuck, people like Chuck Todd and Democrats need to know. He's lying to you. Yeah. That's the one interesting right. thing. Democrats, the media is attempting to hide the truth, not from Democrats, not from independents who pay attention, but from Democrats. Yep. That's the fascinating thing. Right. The media lies to Democrats, and Democrats are okay with it. We said the same thing, Obama, with Obamacare. He was lying to Demo- He was lying to Democrats. He was telling them the health care uh, plan, Obamacare, would do something that it would not do. And if you're a rank-and-file Democrat, don't you want to know the truth about the whole thing with Hunter Biden and the laptop and, and how it relates to Joe Biden? Only to shut the right up or prove them wrong. Yeah. If that is your motivation, okay. Now, the interesting thing that ties in the secret documents, the problem that they have, uh, as Andrew McCarthy pointed out, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a double whammy. The unauthorized place where the classified documents were found is none other than the Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement at the University of Pennsylvania. This is not just any portentous-sounding monument to self-erected as a sort of longevity and government award for for career (laughs) mediocrity. Mm. It is a facility the Ivy League school established only after raking in a whopping 50 $4.6 million in anonymous donations from China. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, again, if you believe, if, if for whatever reason, or for no reason at all, that this is some grand conspiracy that the right brought up, then the truth will prove that, right? You know, they should. You know, what, what should happen is, uh, and we said this yesterday with Comer when he was on with uh, with Chuck Todd, mm-hmm. uh, because I, and I wonder, I wonder when, because if Republicans wake up, they won't get on the media anymore. Because right. if somebody goes to Chuck Todd and and says to them as they should, excuse me, I just laid out why, and you said it's it's personal. You're a political activist, Chuck, right? Because we've connected the dots. We have the email. We have the emails that have been written. We have sworn testimony. We have Biden in his own words. Biden lied about not knowing about his business dealings. For you to say it's personal and not a concern about influence peddling shows that you're basically paid by the Democratic Party. Do that. Right. Challenge him on it. It's easy to do it. Do it to everybody in the media. Yep. Challenge them. Why would you not want an investigation? Why would you not want to seek the truth? Right. And if we're wrong, well, then... And you believe it's personal, and there's nothing here. Then you win. At the end, you win. Right, you win. You get a victory. But you, so, but what, you, what are you? Right. What? What are you going to lose? But you know that there's concern here. You know the Biden family enriched. Here's oh, yeah. the thing: we know the Biden family was enriched by it. Mm-hmm. Right, and that in itself is influence peddling. Right. If you said, "Well, Joe Biden did," well, but if his son and his brother did, and his family did, even though you know you have. That connect the dots to Joe Biden, right? Uh, from the evidence that exists right now, from people involved in it, including Hunter Biden, even without any proof of criminal wrongdoing politically, right. that is a stain. Oh yeah, a big one. It's exactly what the left wanted to find on Donald Trump. And again, shoe on the other foot. If this is Donald Trump Jr., oh, it's not personal. This is serious. Yeah. You need to get your game together, Republicans, and challenge the Sunday morning news shows. Yeah. You can easily do it. Right. But you have to have the will to do it. Right. And you can destroy them because the evidence doesn't back up anything that they're saying. I'd love to see Jim Jordan. On with Chuck Todd. Yep. Oh, make that happen. Don't be I, sur- By the way, I think Comer did a good job. So do I. Uh, the problem wa- was is that as they were closing, you know, is when Chuck Todd took the swipe going into a commercial right. break. And that's what you do you, but when you come back next time because yep. they'll want you back next time. Or you, anybody from right. the party that comes back. Right. You address be prepared. that. Yeah, you, right. would, you address that. Look, I want to address something because you made it sound like my party is doing this because it's personal, Chuck. You know. We understand, you know, we we understand that you support this administration. And we understand that you take this approach personally. Right. That you but take, this is not personal for you, us. You t- you, yeah, you may take it personal. It's not personal to us. You may take it personal because you were part of hiding the story. Yep. Called it a conspiracy right. theory. Yeah. You hid the story, Chuck. Right. And so, yeah, we understand that you're going to get burned by this. And you start out with that. Yep. You don't, you st- you attack at the beginning. Don't wait to the end. They're going to throw their comments in at the end, and you say, you know, you threw this in at the end. Yeah. And this is my party. Right. Uh, this is our, our Republican Party. And you said you you made it seem like we're it's personal. Well, maybe it's personal to you, and that's why 
you were throwing that allegation to us because you hid this story from the public. You yep. were part yep. of the media that didn't want the public to know the truth. And your job, you claim, is to tell the public the truth. Right. So you're getting burned by this and you're just you're personally very sensitive about it because you didn't do your damn job. Right. Oh, you could just destroy. And then the interview might be over. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You made your point. Right. He's invested heavily in this personally. Yep. That's why it is personal for him. Go ahead. Blow up the show. I don't care. Blow it up. Great. Don't have me back. All right. Yeah. Fine. You're a hack anyway. Exactly. I got my point in. This is where the unity of the message is extremely important. Yep. So somebody else can go on next week. Doesn't have to be Comer. Right. Can be can be uh, uh, Jordan. Can be McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be great to see McCarthy do that. I'd I'd love to yep. see McCarthy do that. Yeah. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety Red Eye on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. So uh, it, we're going to have some fun over the next couple of years, Eric. Yeah, I think we are. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting mm-hmm. uh, to, to see the, uh, you know, the, uh, the media and how they react because mm-hmm. uh, they don't know what to do. You know, they got burned with the Hunter Biden story. They yep. got burned. They were, all in, yep. they, they, were, they were all enabling the, uh, the lie. Yeah, right. Uh, they were all involved in censoring a story that was true because right. it was their side. And it's about influence peddling. And so we're in uncharted territory here. Well, and, we, you we, know, I think the one of the other spoilers was the fact that Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yeah. And, and, and beyond that, he went further and is releasing now the Twitter files. Right. Because the media requires uh social media when they're not on the air uh to fill in the gaps to be that 24 7 for them even though they may have a 24 7 network they're filling in the gaps on a number of stories and they were they believed that social media was going to be friendly to them forever and that they could keep this up they could be activists and get away with it now it's here you said something earlier and i i didn't think of it this way but i i think there is a case for it and that is, there seems to be this nervous tension about this whole thing, about things are not looking good for the Biden administration in a very real way. This goes beyond uh, being just being political. It is political, but it goes f- much farther than that. And there's much more evidence in this whole laptop story than there ever was and in the trump hoax or anything else along the way for donald trump and they also know that
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today so you can listen to us give 70% effort each and every day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on there on the commitment. Uh, We will give a certain percentage, an undisclosed amount of effort. (laughs) We'll do it like the the media does. We'll do it like uh, Chuck Todd does when he's asking a question. Some people say, (laughs) some people say we're going to give it our all. You know, and we were, we were discussing that uh, last hour. We are in, I think, uh, unprecedented times, at least in modern American history, uh, where you have uh, a a government where the majority of the legacy media uh, is actually pro-censorship, anti-First Amendment, and in collusion with the current government to not tell the truth. Mm-hmm. That's really pretty amazing when you think of it. And it's across, you, you, think, you know, you've got ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, all the major television networks that aren't as major as they used to be, mm-hmm. but are still major wanting to hide the truth, actively wanting to hide the truth and censor about what is going on in the government. They wish to do it. They wish to take sides. We've said this. They're no longer journalists, and this for us this isn't new. They're not journalists. They're political activists is what they are. Mm -hmm. There is no shame if they get something wrong. No. I, I... from the day that, that I – you may disagree with my opinion, but Eric and I don't want to argue something that isn't factual. It's a waste of time. Yeah, I don't that's, know why anybody would. But. Right. That's that's how I was brought up about what journalism is. Mm-hmm. And even the journalism where you analyze, because that's what we're doing. We're analyzing based on our opinion, based on what the facts are. I don't really want to spend time arguing something that isn't true. And I don't want to deny what the truth is out there. So my argument is more legitimate because I have said, oh, let's keep that part of it out of there. Right. If I if I keep if I if I only tell you ninety percent of the truth and keep ten percent that would blow my argument completely out of the water, mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna tell you ninety percent of the truth and keep that other ten percent out. But what you have seen, especially over the last couple of years with the Hunter Biden's story, and one thing I find really amazing is if there was ever a politician 
not to defend, it would be Biden. That just amazes well, me. Well, no, you know, that's a good point. I was going to say that earlier when we were breaking it down and saying, all right, to the Democrats, to the rank and file Democrats, um, if you believe in your mind uh, that this isn't true for whatever reason uh, and you think it's a grand conspiracy theory, it's all made up or there's it's a big nothing burger or whatever, wouldn't you want to find the, you know, the truth? So you can demonstrate that and you get a victory in that way. So that includes uh, Chuck Todd or anybody in the liberal media, and it includes the rank and file Democrat. But, you know, that's that's that really is, you know, I I just my question is. Why? Why? And. In the liberal media, they invest a lot into candidates. It is personal for Chuck Todd. And and the reason I say that is because they invest heavily. If you see him uh, in his interviews with anybody on the left, oh, my gosh, the, the twinkle in his eye. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it goes back to the tingling of the leg thing with Chris Matthews. This is how they behave. But. Why would you why would you feel you need to defend Joe Biden or, well, well, or the, any other well, person well, that you're not related? to? Well, the reason I mentioned Biden, is, I mentioned Biden specifically because Biden's a horrible, a horrible politician. Right. He's a he's a horrible president. Exactly. I mean, he's, a, he's he's a pathological liar. Right. And it's not that you're just defending his positions. You're lying for him. Well, you're censoring uh, for him. Somebody who has made the Democratic Party weaker. And that would be more and, and, than a full time job if you're gonna if you're gonna behave that way. Uh, even uh, 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 Glenn Kessler, at Washington Post, gave up. He said, yeah. "Okay, uh, bottomless Pinocchios, can we move on?" And so that is the that's the unique thing about where we are right now, which is why there's such uh, for for anybody uh, who well for everybody out there, there's great anticipation about what the Republicans are going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Democrats are scared. The media is scared. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd said that. Chuck Todd's not going to argue. He's just going to smirk as he did. And right. we mentioned that smirk. Mm-hmm. He smirked like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because why? He was part of. He was part of the media that said, "I'm going to lie to my audience." Mm-hmm. Now, Republicans didn't buy his lie. A significant portion of independence didn't buy his lie, but understand that the the they know that their audience, the people that support them, are mostly Democrat, and that's the incredible thing is that when you actually break it down, the liberal media lies to liberals. The liberal media brainwashes liberals, and many liberals are fine with it. I think that many liberals look at what happens and, and they're saying, okay, what they're basically doing is what, what, you know, Chuck Todd was doing there was giving me my argument for next week. Hmm. They're giving me my talking points. Mm-hmm. They're not telling me the truth. They're simply telling me, all right, this is how you respond. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this by saying when, when you sit there and even when, when Comer was talking to Chuck Todd and broke it down going, we have the emails. We have this. We have this. We have this. And Chuck Todd says, well, it seems personal to me. Anybody who isn't a political activist is not going to buy that argument. 
Right. And so you have a significant portion of the of the left that just the same thing. They're just political activists. They just I will sit with their side no matter what. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, people break off. You had, you know, Dershowitz broke off. You had uh, Jonathan Turley who broke off and said this isn't, you know, this isn't liberalism. The 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 I think the most incredible thing is that the Democratic Party has actually destroyed traditional liberalism and the liberals have gone along with them in destroying what they actually used to believe on many issues like freedom of speech right and censorship right that's really the, that's the most incredible. now you have some saying you know okay not but it's still only a minority it's not a majority of democrats in, and i'm not talking about the party cuz the party Every single Democrat, I don't know one Democrat, maybe Joe Manchin occasionally, maybe Kirsten Cinema a little bit. But in the House, every single Democrat is for censoring, is anti-First Amendment, and the vast majority of the Senate is, and obviously the White House is. Only our narrative should be put out there because our narrative is what we say is correct. Anything that differs from us is hate speech and must be banned. Right. Or disinformation and must be banned. And yeah. liberals understand, well, disinformation's out there all the time. That's why you have a free press, mm-hmm. because then you're attacked by it. Right. And the thing is, right now, now that the push, because of, and as you mentioned earlier, with everything going on with the Hunter Biden, uh, the Hunter Biden story, the Democrats not knowing where to go with this, uh, the whole top secret uh, materials uh, 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 out there. And the fact is, they know what the truth is. Because everything that they were promoting before, we know was a lie. Mm-hmm. We know that they were censoring the truth right. on a significant number of issues on COVID, on a t- significant number of issues on 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 Hunter Biden, on a significant number of other issues out uh, on 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 of Trump. I mean, think about this: the entire Trump colluded with the Russians to hack or or you know to, to hack the election was completely made up by the, the Democrats. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a, not only wasn't there a bit of truth to it, it wasn't that, okay, we just threw out the allegations and then we found out what the truth was. No. The allegations were actually created by the Democrats, yeah. financed and created to the, by the Democrats, sold to the media, sold, I, I won't say sold, marketed to the media, marketed uh, to law, federal law enforcement and the FBI and the Justice Department, and they bought into it. Mm-hmm. They bought into the lie that was actually and this was done repeatedly and went on and on and on and on. And the media knew. They knew they didn't have a story here. They're not with all the sources they have. They knew there wasn't a story. It had to have been maddening. I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall. It had to have been maddening, though, for. Uh, those and this is what happens when you're if you're going to be an activist instead of a journalist. But it had to have been maddening for those who bought hook, line and sinker because they're living in their bubble inside the liberal media. And they're sitting there and you're waiting for the big, big piece of evidence to come out on the whole Russian hooks thing. You're waiting for it. I mean, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen in your heart of hearts. You know, it's there because you believe it's true. Then all of a sudden. OK, wait. Why isn't? Why aren't we finding anything? There's nothing there, and then 
the Mueller report. No Americans were involved. And it just, I don't know, but I would love to hear, I would love to know what that was like for those who invested so heavily. And by the way, I, I also include the idea that maybe it was nothing. Maybe they just didn't care. And, okay, it doesn't matter. It did the damage that we wanted it to do anyway against Trump. So we don't care. Could you imagine if what was going on with the border, a Republican and a Republican came out, administration came out and said, okay, the border is secure? Right. I mean, everybody right. – every, that's the thing. Everybody knows – that the mainstream media, everyone knows, Democrats know. It's a, It's been going on for too long. Mm. Everybody knows that they have no interest in the truth. They're political activists simply pushing a narrative. Yep. They don't care if they're wrong. Right. And that's the difference. And you and I remember after the Mueller report, and you had some Republicans come out and say, well, hopefully now the media will get back to journalistic you know, uh, principles. And we said, guys, stop it. Don't yeah. <laughs> stop saying that. Yeah. Don't they're not journalists. Not, no, it's it's they don't, not they don't care. A political activist operates this way. Whatever propaganda they throw out, they throw it out until it no longer is useful, until mm-hmm. they're caught with it. Mm-hmm. They're not shamed by it. Right. You know, they were happy they when when they did it in October of of uh, of 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 um of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, of uh yeah, of twenty twenty for the Hunter Biden. They weren't sh- they they're not ashamed. They're, you know they're not a, they're not ashamed. They weren't ashamed at that point when when they you know when they censored it because they didn't care whether it was the truth or not. They just knew it would affect their candidate. So they viewed it and said, "Okay, we got the win." Mm. You know, our guy got in. Oh, mm. what did the polls say? Oh, what was it sixteen percent of people said they wouldn't have voted for Biden if they knew this? Ah, see, we won. They weren't shamed when it came out later on that. Oh, by the way, you guys were censoring the truth. They believed it was effective, right. and so that's the only thing that matters. To the the media, that's something that matters to Chuck Todd. Did we win this week with the propaganda and lies and censoring that we have done? Have we moved our narrative, our false narrative forward? There is no shame. You and I were brought up, even as political talk show hosts, that that if we got something wrong, I know you felt the same way as I did. That was my biggest fear. My God, if I get something wrong and somebody calls me on it on the air, how embarrassing. What kind of shame is what an idiot I was. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm kidding. But, but, you know, and we're not journalists. We don't go out to gather the information. We gather the information from the press. We gather the information from the media. So we don't even have the same that same level of standard if if. Uh, our source is wrong, whatever we're using as a source at the time is wrong. And then we, we go on that and we learn something new. I still feel part of that, you know, is on me. Right. Even though it wasn't the information, I'm not responsible for gathering that information. Right. But well, the fact of the matter is they don't care about being wrong. Well, we've always said, though, I know since I've worked with you. <laughs> that I mean, there are source stories out there. Remember, we we questioned Brett Baer. Yep. When Brett Baer uh, uh, came out and said uh, that Hillary was going to be indicted, yep. we, and we yep. said his sources said we go, he better be right because he if he's not here's what Brett Baer's report. If he's not right, uh, he's just destroyed his. I reputation. make an effort if 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 I'm you know if I'm pointing to a story or or quote a story 
uh, and mention a story, and it's a source story. Okay, this is what they're, you know, the New York Post is saying their sources. It's a source story. They're not identifying the source. I want that to be clear to the audience because I think giving the audience as much information as you can is part of the responsibility. Right, right. But, but it's also part of the standard that you should have as a person. Don't you want to know the truth? More of this coming up. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. If you like listening to Red It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. And that's why that's really unprecedented, because we're not talking about one issue where the media was biased on something. We're talking about a succession of issues now, going back a good six, seven years now uh, on everything, where the media has basically said, we are going to censor everything that we don't like on every issue that favors this party and the other party, we will censor anything that we believe will hurt our the narrative of the other party. That's mm-hmm. unprecedented mm-hmm. in American history, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there's another time with it. I don't recall it. Right. I don't. And that's what makes this such a fascinating time, but scary as well, I'm sure, for many in the media. Because one thing that you know, you know they don't have an argument. For example, uh, Chuck Todd didn't have an argument against Comer at all. He had no argument. No. His argument was, sounds personal. Sounds right. personal. Oh, right. it's personal. Oh, you're just going after by Nobody on all these issues, you know, you whether whether it's, I can look at any issue out there, whether it's the border, whether it's energy, uh, wh- whether it's, uh, you know, how to produce electricity, uh, whether it's uh, uh, Hunter Biden, whether it's the border. They're bull <laughs> blanking on everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and they're yeah. censoring things that they don't like still. And I think the combination of the Republicans now coming in, the fact that the public is aware of what went on with Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. They're aware mm-hmm. of the possible influence peddling. Mm-hmm. The polling has showed it. Right. And with Elon Musk and Twitter, I had somebody write me and say, yeah, but the media is not covering it. doesn't matter if the mainstream media doesn't, doesn't cover matter. it anymore. It doesn't it's still, matter. It's still out there. The public, right. the public knows about it the polling shows it and i said if the polling's going to be skewed it's going to be skewed that it's going to be skewed in the other way that the public doesn't care about it well and the liberal media was using and i think twitter especially in a big way for that cover right because uh they knew what was going on at at twitter they knew that conservatives were being silenced they knew that uh if you know the new york post wanted to put a story out about hunter's laptop that they're going to get kicked off of Twitter. They wouldn't be able to get away with that. So the liberal media knew that they were they had that cover until they didn't have that cover. And now right. that's the difference, I think, is that everything now is coming to the surface. And we're shedding light on all this. And there is no cover.
the fourth branch of government. Eric Harvey and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harvey and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, and and the uh, as, as we talk about what stage we're entering right now, what we're going to see over the next year with the Republicans in Congress and the investigation and, and looking at the entire umbrella, but some of the specifics of it, the problem that Democrats have is the evidence. Ex- uh, the, the evidence actually exists for for Hunter Biden. The the uh, you've you've got sworn witnesses. You've uh, got the the money. We know we know that they have enriched themselves. The family has enriched themselves. We know looking at the uh, 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 you know Biden's whatever that you know whatever the uh, Ivy League school has for University of Pennsylvania mm. has for him. We know the Chinese donated. Anonymous Chinese donated over $50 million uh, 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 to that. All that, the public, when they hear that, there isn't a lot of spin that you can put on that. You can't spin money from China. Right. You can't do it. And, and when you look at it and you say, well, Trump, yeah, and everything they told about Trump was a lie that they came up with. And once that all come, once that all is promoted uh, day in and day out, as the Republicans, I'm sure, will do. Because is the media going to ignore completely what's going on in Congress? They haven't so far. Chuck Todd had. Now, I do think that when the heat starts coming, that you may see, for example, a Chuck Todd not bring any Republicans on. Because this is a yeah. this is the yeah. this is the one thing. It's not just the government censoring. It is the media censoring. It is the media line. It's the media taking sides. It's obvious that the media, the legacy media in this country, the mainstream liberal media, that they are not journalists, that they are actually political activists. And I do believe the Republicans and a lot of the conservative media, you could include us, wish to point that out to the American public each and every day. They're not journalists. They're not just opinion makers. They wish to censor. They wish to lie. They are political activists. They aren't about disseminating or analyzing the news. They simply wish to push a narrative, truthful or not, Yep. by any means possible. Yep. And they have no problem with, uh, you know, being the stoolies of, of the, the, the federal government. Right. They're not... They're not watchdogs as to what the government is doing. They're enablers of the corruption of government. Well, and again, you know, a a case like this, you've got so much hard evidence that that is there. When you get to it, then it's going to be, I mean, in in terms of uh, the political effect of it, it's already that part of it is already hitting. So that's going to be there regardless. Then we'll see where, you know, if there's any uh, evidence for criminal behavior and everything else. And and if there's going to be a true investigation there that follows the money, uh, if if everything was reported on taxes and all that. But the political aspect, the political fallout of this is already starting. You can can tell and you said it, but I, I think it bears repeating. The liberal media is nervous about this. There is a nervous tension. 
And it's because you can't deny, you cannot deny this. To what extent do you care? You know, it goes to the Sussman trial and the jury eh, lying to the FBI. It's a crime, but it's not that big of a crime. There's other crimes. We'll move on. It could end up being that. I could see a number of liberals uh, saying that, uh, okay, yeah, no big deal. Hunter took money and his dad probably got some of it. Yeah. No, that's, we don't care. That's all you can do is present the information yep. to the American public. That's, that's if, it. it. If, if, right, if the truth comes right. out, that's what matters. Right. And we're not trying to convince Democrats. Nope. What you're trying to, and, and again, by the way, a, uh, a DC jury is completely different than a Virginia jury or where, <laughs> where other, other these things may go. So, <laughs> uh, well, by the way, they are in DC. So to their point, uh, lying to, uh, investigators, there are much worse crimes. Well, that's because they live in DC. <laughs> yeah. But this is the idea. The idea is let the truth for the American people come out. Let people learn about what happened the the thing is you're not going to convince as we said i mean there are democrats that under that there are democrats that totally you, you don't think mm-hmm. msnbc doesn't know that the democrats are lying about everything of they course know. they know of course they do if they don't care they don't care the big why because they're pushing a political narrative so if you have that in the media uh you're going to have that with some of the rank and file voters that may serve in a jury mm-hmm. but you're not trying to get them you're trying to get the independence and what you're attempting to do is, you know, if if you can get convictions or lawsuits. Who did I see? Who's, uh, somebody is suing Adam Schiff. Said he's going to sue Adam Schiff mm. because of the things he said about him. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. I just I just remembered. I saw that headline the other day uh, saying that, you know, he went at, you know, he went after me, told a lie about me. And if you're not a public figure, um, uh, it's a it's a whole different ballgame. Right. Uh, you know, the thing is, once you get up to that level, lies can be told about you all the time. Um, was it uh, wasn't was it the it wasn't John was it John it was it John Isaac I believe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let me just see here. Uh, okay, okay, I had, I had it here. Uh, it says Hunter Hunter Biden whistleblower uh, sues Adam Schiff and CNN, mm-hmm. but I don't see who that. Who would who that is? Okay, I don't see it's a it's an it's an audio, not uh, uh. Okay, there it is. Okay, Mac Isaac. All right, okay, it's him. Yeah, he's a private citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, now that came out in May of 2022 mm. that he was going to sue them. Mm. I don't know. Okay, this I'm trying to find out. There was somebody who said it the other day that they were going to sue. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it, it, you know, and this is what happens again. Um, inevitably, if you ignore it, the liberal media ignores this whole Hunter Biden thing uh, for too long and Republicans get power. You knew this was coming. Yeah. But we yeah. go back to Jeffrey Tubin when, you know, back when he was at CNN saying what we don't know is what we're going to do about the whole Hunter Biden thing. We don't yeah, know what to know. do with that story. Yeah. They they know. We don't know what what he was saying was he was basically admitting in that moment 
We don't know how to hide this story. Yeah. The approach so far has been don't cover it. And then if you have to cover it, oh, sounds personal. Comer presented all the of of what they had. You know, he didn't present the evidence, but he he listed what they have. Right. Like Chuck Todd just kind of ignores it. And, and, you know, as if Comer had told him, well, we don't like the guy. Yeah, because he was like, it was almost if Comer was saying, well, yeah, we're we don't like this guy because he's the opposition to us. And so we're just going to investigate anything instead of what he said, which was we have the emails. Right. We have the voicemail. Right. We have we have uh, witnesses sworn under oath. Right. uh, That that uh, the influence peddling uh, scheme was going to enrich the the uh, the Biden family. Sounds personal to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if again, if Comer had showed up and said, uh, you know, we uh, we think he's not telling the truth because he's a liar. As true as that may be, it wouldn't be enough. To no, get it wouldn't be enough. No, it would not and be. that would have been a failure yeah. on Comer's part. Yes. But he didn't. That's not what happened. You know, and then if well, that sounds personal. You've got to If you're going to be on that show on Sunday morning. You're going to have to line out exactly what you have and why you're doing it. Well, it is personal to Chuck Todd. Let's go to Steve in Fort Worth, Texas. Steve, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Uh, first time caller, but I have a listener. Um, I guess I, I'm looking for your guys' opinion. Now that the Republicans took back the House, um, it, it kind of clicked to me with the uh, they said that Hillary, you know, technically didn't commit a crime or the Democrats by fabricating um, this lie about the Russian collusion. And with the Republicans taking back the House, what's your guys' opinion on them putting forward legislation to actually make it a crime to do that and then close that door so that can't be used by either party? First Amendment. That's my answer. Congress can't change the First Amendment. You can sue for defamation. The courts will decide, but Congress cannot pass a law uh, which changes the First Amendment. And if you're not a, if you're a public figure, horrible things can be said about you. And all these people are public figures because they serve in office. And if there's malice that they can prove, and that's a tough standard for a politician, uh, 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 because. Uh, uh, then at that point, you could get you could get money, but it's never going to be a it's never going to be a crime, a you know a, a criminal act. It would be a civil litigation at that point. You can lie about people. Yeah, uh, right. you you can lie. Uh, you know, I you know, I, for example, I can call you. I can call uh you know you an idiot mm. to our call. I'm not calling you an idiot, but uh, mm. but I could. Mm. <laughs> but I can't call you a rapist. Right. Uh, now, if somebody says, uh, you know, uh, for example, Trump raped me and the politician says Trump is a racist. A rapist. Or, or, rape, or, rape, racist. A rape. Well, they throw in racist yeah, anyway. They throw that in anyway. That's a given. <laughs> that, that Trump is a uh, rapist. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to sue you. Well, that person said he was. Right. So sue them, not me. I'm just repeating what that person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, said. As a public figure, it's a completely different ball game, and that's just a reality. But the First Amendment is what, uh, you know, it, you know, protects it. Now, uh, if it's if it's uh, <laughs> if it's the the Democrats definitely believe that attacking the opposition with total untruths is free speech, 
but <laughs> putting out and censoring disinformation uh, or the truth is no problem at all as long as it's on their side because right. Right. hate speech is not protected by the First Amendment, mm-hmm. they claim. Mm-hmm. When, of course, it is. Yeah. Somebody said that the other day, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, maybe it was Chris Cuomo, but nobody was watching. No, no. Somebody <laughs> said that in the last. Somebody said that in the last week. Yeah, that well, hate speech isn't protected by the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but look, uh, it it gets down to very um, a very simple equation with what's going on. There are too many people that are curious about the truth in the Hunter Biden story. Way too many. It's not going away. The question is, actually, (laughs) my concern is that the Republicans may not have enough time. They've got the next two years, but man, it's going to take, it's going to take a while to unravel and unpack all this. Well, with the Hunter Biden story, you've got witnesses ready to testify mm-hmm. under oath mm-hmm. that are ready to testify under oath that are willing to go before uh, Congress. And yep. you're going to pull all those. You're going to pull those people in. You're going to they're yep. going to pull Hunter Biden in. Mm-hmm. Will they pull Joe in? No. But will they pull in his brother? Mm. They're going to pull in. They're going to pull in everybody that was associated with it. And that it, the story influence peddling is not extremely complicated. Right. Right. No, I mean, it's not. And and so they should be able to, you know, and I believe they're going to get that going right away. They should get it going right ASAP because there are there are a ton of different things uh, out there. But I think, look, I think po- taking the politics of it, I think uh, Republicans would be fine to start it in a month and have it go all the way through 2024 because every day pointing out the, you know, yeah, that, that's sure. what the Democrats wish to do with Trump. Yeah, right. So politically, that would be especially when you believe you have the evidence and you've connected most of the dots. Right. You want to keep promoting this dot connects to that dot connects to that one connects right. to that one. Right. Especially on it. And the thing is, uh, you know, the the public was concerned with, uh, you know, uh, the elections, but they're also extremely concerned uh, with uh, Influence peddling. Mm-hmm. Something they don't like. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. I found it. It was a guy who put a petition for the Loudoun County School uh, Board meetings where people speak that mm. hate speech uh, won't be allowed, mm. and uh, and uh, he said uh, he said he's heard concerns of putting the policy in place would go against the First Amendment, but argues the First Amendment doesn't protect hate speech or hateful rhetoric against marginalized yeah. people. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Yeah, actually, so, it does. It does. So.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 